0: Okay, this is me doing the podcast recording, uh, an attempt anyway. Using the earbuds, and uh, and wood carving. The phone will be sitting in my pocket, which is attached, of course, to a T-shirt that is probably going to be soaked with sweat very uh, quickly. So I was thinking. thinking about the degree to which uh, the uh, Bible should be interpreted uh, in a literal sense and, and where its true value lies. and I find myself more and more. and this is something by the way that's interested me for since I was a teenager and making Sunday school teachers cry uh, by asking questions. Uh, To be sure, uh, with the hard-headed Henri, element attached to it, uh, however, also because I was deeply curious uh, about things that I thought I understood and didn't quite match up, uh, or I didn't see how they might fit together or fit together with the world at large or fit together with the world insofar as I understood it. There's a kind of a I, I have some cousins who uh, just recently went on just a driving tour uh, in various places in the United States and one of the places that they'd wound up was a uh, a what they called a creation museum uh, And these are not unintelligent people uh, and it's it's so I don't know, uh, but one of the things that they described at the Creation Museum was a, a, a kind of a VR deal presentation where you put on a, a helmet or a headset or something and you get to watch the uh, what they described as a 4D, um, kind of an immersive sort of a, a presentation about uh, the the very beginning of the book of Genesis, the creation, and and how impressed they were, how moved they were by it. Uh, And it made me wonder uh, about the poetic element that might be involved. I I, uh, I tend away from uh, uh, personally thinking that the initial account of creation in Genesis, that the purpose of it is to, to serve as a historic record. Uh, I, I think we misinterpret uh, its, its usefulness and its intention when we read it that way. We, we haven't actually had what we think of as historic records, I don't think. Um, we've, we've had things that were similar. We've had things that, that seem to be dressed up the same way but they were always in orbit around a narrative and we don't tend to think about them that way now uh, but maybe uh, uh, more prevalent in Western civilization more prevalent in Western civilization than than, than in other parts of the world maybe maybe not uh, I'm a, a, uh, I was born and raised in uh, a nice little corner of Western civilization. Um, so I may be biased and, and certainly unlearned in some of these other things. I'm um, uh, something of a ignorant ass old redneck. would don't be supposed to know better. However, uh, there is a there's certainly an articulated sort of a theme or many uh, that span across. Christian dogma, especially as it's expressed in Western civilization, and has been expressed in Western civilization, and I'm not sure the degree to which that is invalid. Uh, but it got me to thinking you know, is this, to what degree is this little VR thing at a, at a creation museum somewhere in the on the east side of the mississippi river to what degree is that a uh explicit kind of an ideology or an ideological interpretation of you know however literal something should or shouldn't be taken uh, uh and to what degree is that a uh, is that poetry is that a, a a thing if you by the way if you hear this I don't know if you can hear that on this mic or not, but I am actually uh, doing a little wood carving here while I'm speaking, just as a reminder, I want to point that out. Uh, but again, the poetry of it, because that seems to, to, can reach, it reaches down past the surface of my thinking when I'm moved by something like that. It, it's, it's, It's not expressly a a thing I think. It is also a thing I feel. And if it also can steer the way I think uh, clearly and explicitly, then so much the better. But it doesn't have to, you know. Music doesn't have to have lyrics. And just because it has lyrics doesn't mean that it's... uh, Well, express lyrics, you know, about a thing in particular that that may even be in conflict with, with what I feel when I hear the music to some degree. You know, how 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 big a deal is that? Let me give you an example. So, if I'm standing out here and I'm outside right now and I'm wood carving, and if some guy drives by with his windows down, his radio turned up, and I hear "Sweet Child of Mine" playing. Uh, you know, Guns N' Roses' "Sweet Child of Mine" playing. I like that song. I like that song a lot. It 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 hits me. I hear that that uh, that little riff slash plays. That that sounds like it might have even been spawned. You know, he. I can just see him in the evening or in the middle of the night, sitting there with his Les Paul clone playing something like little wing and he hits this little strange progression of notes within this you know nested within this one chord and he thinks hey you know I kind of like that and he plays it again and he plays it again and he says to himself self what if I kind of drift off into this chord you know I could play that little riff across an entire progression and just nest it within you know the, the the, progression itself, and then does so, and he comes up with this great riff that when you hear it, you know, even before you can hear anything else, if you can hear that, or if I can hear that anyway, I'm moved, I, I'm, I'm animated, and you know, I'm not brought to tears or anything, but I, I feel it, and I feel it deeply, and I mostly feel, hey, I need to hear that song, I haven't listened to it in a while, and uh, and the, the entire song is well-crafted, but it's also well-formed. It, the form of it just seems to reach down, and within a lot of people, too. But again, there are lyrics attached. And on the surface, those lyrics seem to be... Uh, might seem to be about uh, the love a parent might have for their child. Uh, Maybe if you're reaching a little deeper, however inaccurately, it may come across as some kind of a love ballad, but the lyrics themselves are not sophisticated. They're kind of hokey, frankly, Uh, but they don't seem to be complex in any way. It's something a kid could come up with, frankly. But that music, the song as a whole, you know. So let's say that those lyrics are about the love of of a a parent for a child. It's called Sweet Child of Mine. It's not a big stretch, is it? But uh, then Slash starts easing into his solo. And, you know... You've already been hooked by that strange little progression of notes nested within the chord progression itself, just that riff that he that, that just follows through the song. But then he gets into the solo, and at first, it's almost like that little riff is foreplay. And then the solo begins, and now Slash is making sweet, sweet love to that Les Paul or Les Paul clone, whatever. And then by the end of the solo, of course, Slash ain't making sweet, sweet love to that guitar. Slash is banging the hell out of that guitar. (laughs) They're uh, now frantic and tangled. And they're frantic and they're tangled and they're rhythmic and they're perfect. And like I said, I find myself somehow moved in ways that I can't really explain when I hear that song. And that's, of course, not the only song. And it's not even my favorite song or my favorite piece of music. Well, maybe occasionally it is because my uh, favorite tends to uh, shift around a bit. However, it's a great song. And even if someone thinks the lyrics are hokey in general, in this little corner of Western civilization anyway, people like the song. They find it appealing. Even when they don't want to admit they like the song, they recognize it, and something in them goes, hmm. And something deeper reacts, I think, uh, more deeply. So, What's the most important part of uh, the Biblical narrative? Is it the, the thing that reaches down deeply within people? Now, you know, somebody might say, well, you know, these relatives of yours who uh, think something as silly as the Creation Museum, they can't possibly be as intelligent as you want to claim." Uh, But that's a matter of interest. You know, it's the things which interest me don't necessarily interest them. And the things which, you know, if you're interested or if I'm interested in something, you tend to want to to explore it. You want to kind of dig off into it and understand it a little better. And, and, you know, no wonder. That's kind of what interest does, is it, it drives us or lures us or both. I was talking to a friend of mine a while back, and uh, she tends to hold religious thinking, or what she would consider religious thinking, in uh, pretty low regard. Uh... Now, she doesn't hold what I would consider religious thinking in low regard. As a matter of fact, she's actually what I would think of uh, as religious thinking or religious um, functioning, you know, belief. Uh, she actually holds a lot of things very dearly. Uh, but she was making what she thought was a, a cutesy, funny comment to the extent of, well, you know, Those people believe in magic. You don't believe in magic, do you? I said, well, of course I do, and so do you. And she said, what do you mean? I don't believe in magic. And I said, well, yeah. You get in your car. It's time to go to the grocery store. You get in your car. You don't know how it works. You don't think about how it works. You don't think about the fact that it's this strange-shaped sleek deal, this, this, you don't think about the mechanics of it or the electronics involved. You don't think about even, uh, for the most part, the motions that you have to go through in order to get this thing to operate. But you know you can rely on it. Well, but that's not the same thing. That's, that's you know, science. That's measurable things. And I said, right, but you don't have an interest in those things. And if it doesn't work, you're gonna go find somebody Who may or may not understand it on a deeper level, but who certainly knows how to make it go again fairly reliably, and you're going to give them money so that they'll make it go so you can go to the grocery store. And she said, Well, that's not the same thing. That's just not the same thing. And I said, Okay. Well, how much? I'm not asking. I explain this. I'm not asking this question because I want the details. I'm asking this question because I want you to stop and think a minute. But how much money do you have in your savings, just in a savings account somewhere? Because it makes no sense to have that unless you believe that there is a future with which you are going to potentially need to draw upon that money. And For that matter, the money itself which is a proxy in part to, you know, freedom of of option laid up against the future. I'm going to do without some things today so that I can do some other things with them tomorrow. That's delayed gratification, and we can explain it, and we can do all kinds of things. But we use them for proxies, which allow us to a lot of these things. We use our automobiles and our phones. We use social media. We use all of these things, money. And without having a hard understanding of them, and not for nothing, but she's a psychologist. Well, show me an ounce of, what does an ounce of consciousness look like? And how can we know that, you know? Just what is our level of interest in a given thing? And what things are useful to know in order to pursue the things which are interesting to us individually? Because that's something else. Interest, you know, we can, we can pick it apart, and maybe we should, and some people certainly should. Like the nature of interest, things which are interesting picking those apart and trying to understand them, but we're only going to get so far. An individual is only going to get so far. It needs to serve something. So who's to say what should be interesting for everyone and to what degree it should be interesting? And I don't know, I like music, a lot of it, and I can tell you because it makes me feel this or because it reminds me of that but I couldn't explain how or why it does those things how is it that it slips in below the the surface of my thinking to kind of co-opt parts of myself that I'm not actually explicitly consciously controlling or at least constantly in control of And I don't know, I really don't know, but it's interesting.